Ultimate Guide Podcast, episode 53. It's the Boomer Gal, Kaylin Amadio, and this is the Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. And of course, I have a brand new guest for you to meet today. I want to introduce you to Kay Bransford. She is the best-selling author of, and I'm going to hold it up because I have it. Can everyone see it? Can you see it? Memory Bank, your workbook for organizing life. She has appeared on The Dr. Oz Show, Huffington Post, in addition to many television and radio programs to educate families, caregivers, and retirees on why getting organized is important to the well-being of every adult. The company Kay founded, Memory Bank, and I want to point out, Memory Bank with a C, I'm sorry, I'm seeing myself on the monitor and I'm backwards, Memory Bank with a C, (laughs) received an Older Adult Focused Innovation Award from AARP Foundation and has helped tens of thousands of families since its launch in 2013. So, Kay, welcome to the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you had time for us this morning. So I gave a very brief introduction of you. Would you please share with the audience a little bit about you, how you came to create your memory bank? And I never stop a guest from sharing whether or not they too are a boomer, but you do not have to admit to it if you don't want to. (laughs) I am a boomer, um, so I'm a 51-year-old um, sand. I've been. I just actually graduated as a sandwich generation caregiver, so I still have a son in college and a daughter in seventh grade. Um, I think where many of us are older parents, and I also am a small business owner. Right. Yeah. As so many people are, especially since 2008, there are a lot of small <laughs> business owners today, right? So I assume that you work with a lot of other boomers. I found that since that's my generation, that's my peer group. And when I started my business back in late 2007, 2008, they tended to be my clients. So I found myself working with other boomers. Do you find that that's happening to you as well? Yes. um, It's interesting. I I ended up doing the business plan competition with AERP and launched thinking that my product and service was really for other caregivers. And what surprised me in the first year of business is that most of my clients were actually boomers. Because we're, my sister-in-law used this term, we're digital immigrants. We're not really digital natives. And so we have stuff online. We have stuff in paper. We manage our information differently. Mm -hmm. Um, As couples, we divide and conquer. So we do, the wives do something and our partners do something else. Um, So we know we're disorganized. And so the tool that I created, actually, most of my clients ended up being boomers because they knew their stuff was everywhere. They'd been dealing with issues with their parents and they knew, you know what, I'm not going to do this to my kids. Um, and so they actually were the first loyal following and group of people that they served. And I think in some ways we're also, we think age is a, um, our age is really our health. It's not really a number. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I like about us most is we're very flexible and we constantly want to be doing things and learning new things. And so they're my favorite client. Oh, well, that's that's good to know. I was going to ask you if, if working with them is different. I mean, you started out with a certain mindset thinking that you were probably helping the younger, and not necessarily really young, but, you know, a younger <laughs> caregiver. Did you find that you had to do things differently to shift your focus to dealing with the actual boomer? I did. I think I, I kept going into it as like, you need this information to help care for mom and dad or care for a loved one. And so I left that language behind and realized, you know, those facts like 
Um, it's $68 billion is now sitting with state and federal treasurers, and it's money that's been lost in a move or a personal crisis that we just don't know about. We're starting to lose track of all of our assets. And I think that boomers get that because our lives are so busy and we're seeing the world speed up rather than slow down as we're getting older. And so it is the way I, I changed the language and some of the stats that I use. It wasn't really about you're not doing this because you're getting older. You're doing this because you have more stuff mm -hmm. and you need to manage more information. You know, that's an interesting point. I had never thought of it this way, but the world is speeding up the older <laughs> we get. It's not like when my parents retired or my grandparents retired. I, I remember you know, that happening to them. And life slowed down, became more leisurely, and they had time, and they did the things they wanted to do. And it doesn't, not that I'm going to retire, but I think a lot of boomers feel that way. Like, we're never going to retire, and there's more now than ever to do or worry about or keep track of. That, that's, you're making me think now. I had never looked at it that way, but that's absolutely true. Retirement for us is not going to be the same. No, and we, I think we've watched our parents do it, and it's funny when you we'd ask them, and they would say, "Well, I'm going to go golfing, or I'm going to go travel around." And you ask most boomers, and you know, we want to be able to have that flexibility in our schedules, but we think about where can I give back? How do I put meaning and purpose into my lives? Because we've watched our parents age and kind of fumble about without that meaning and purpose, and we mm -hmm. saw it shrink in their lives and. We do not want that to happen to us. Right, right. It's a completely different thing. Well, we're, we're always uh, the experiment, you know, the first huge <laughs> generation. And we've had to learn and everyone else has had to learn around us as we continue to work our way through life. Why should um, being over 50 change things at all be any different for us? We're still uh, we're still the experiment and learning how to do it. Yeah. So uh, I held up your book before. I want, it's always a good idea publicity, right? Yep. Always hold it up Thank next you. to your face so it ends up on camera. Um, I learned that from Jill Lublin, the publicity mate, um, maven. Um, so this system, can you give us three of your most important tips on how we can start to tackle organizing our life? I mean, it's a daunting thought to even get started. <laughs> I know it feels overwhelming. So I think it's it's kind of goes back to that simple premise that you can't take down the elephant in one bite. So do it in small little bits. And usually boomers are the first ones to recognize how many usernames and passcodes we have. So I usually say focus on your digital world. Like how many times in the past month have you reset a passcode? Or now we're noticing how many times in the past month have you forgotten a security question? It's your own personal information, but sometimes we can't even answer our own security questions. Yes. So it's, Guilty. yes, it's start documenting those kind of things, writing them down. And writing them down is not a bad thing because no one's coming in your house to come steal your usernames and passcodes. They're coming in to take your silver and your computers and your electronics. So writing them down can be really helpful. So that's where I usually tell people, start okay. online and start small. Okay. So I need to start writing that. And let me ask you a follow-up question of that. Would you suggest using the same you know password combination everywhere or should we be random you know it's a pain in the ass but should we because that's part of cybersecurity. you know it's not repeating the same password everywhere because if someone does unfortunately get a hold of it then you're in a lot of trouble i would imagine yeah you can be but i i guess i don't 
necessarily agree with that. So I think many of us in the workplace, they tell us never write down your usernames and passcodes. And I just told you, write down your usernames and passcodes. We don't have an IT system that can reset our passcodes when we misplace them. So personally, in our family, um, I actually use the same, I probably have four to five different groups of passcodes that I use. I have a key code system so my family knows which usernames and passcodes I've done. Um, but I don't, I don't think you need to be that worried about it because I think we're more vigilant about, we know and we've heard that most of us that have that identity theft, we've given up that information about ourselves. So it's our own fault that some of those things can happen because we've leaked that information on ourselves. So right. I don't think writing it down and using those same words is necessarily a bad thing um, if it makes life easier for you to go do the things you want to do. And speaking of the digital world, because, you know, that's where I spend a lot of time and um, my, that's where my first book just came out is about social media marketing in bookstores now, if you want to go get it. Um, and I know one of the things that boomers are afraid of in terms of using uh, online media like social media is they're afraid to put too much information about themselves out there or sometimes they're even afraid to put their picture, you know, profile picture up because they feel that identity theft can be a problem. What's your opinion about that? So, and, and I'm not so concerned, and the, the research doesn't show putting some of your pictures up there. I mean, your birth date is, could be information that's used to build your profile. Sadly, most of that information might have been taken from um, the IRS or, you know, okay. when they got the government hack, they pulled a lot of that information down about us. So that information is typically already out there. Okay. I wouldn't say you're going on vacation. One of the things I wouldn't do, and it didn't dawn on me till someone I heard someone talk about this, was I wouldn't answer those little security profiles where, you know, what kind of character are you on Game of Thrones? Because you're actually telling them your favorite color, where you were born, you're oh. telling them answers to your security questions. Oh. So that could give someone information like who who is doing those tests. And so I start to think about people are starting to use that to build a social profile of you that could be used against you. So yeah, I would I really think about that. that. Anyone who spends time on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you've probably been caught up in playing one of those games. You know, they're they're fun. Like you said, yes. which character are you or what, you know. They're just games, you know, that someone's put together a little matrix, depending on your answer, it takes you to the next spot. But you're right, you're giving up very, those are very common security questions. What's your favorite color? You know, what uh, your animal or names? What's your, you know, are you a Libra? I'm a Libra. That's why that's what came to mind. You know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I had never thought about that before, but that's a very, very good point. So in terms of getting my life organized... If I'm the typical, you know, average boomer, what do you see as my biggest obstacle to getting started? Uh, other than the fact that the whole, you know, the whole thing is daunting, what's one of those obstacles I'm going to run across that mm -hmm. shouldn't, you know, leave me defeated? I'm sure there's a way around it, but yeah. what can what can I expect to experience? So I think most people are like, okay, where do I put this where it's safe? So I think that's some of it is the biggest obstacle. We talked a little bit about it where you're writing down your usernames and passcodes. I actually keep mine in a desk. It's right actually in front of me sitting in a little notebook on my desk. So I write everything down. Every time I pay a bill, I write it down. So I've incorporated this documentation just as part of my everyday life. So every day it's taking me maybe a minute or two because it's just part of what I do every day. Right. So I think it's creating a new habit around how are you documenting this information. 
that's the biggest difficulty because people will start with that book. They'll buy the book and they'll be like, I'm never going to do this. Well, you don't have to do it all at one sitting. You know, when you're sitting in front of a, the TV, you can start writing it down. When you're hanging out on the back porch and you just want to chill, you can fill out a few pages. So I think that's the biggest thing is don't look at it as the big project. Look at it as I can take really small steps to just start getting more organized. Right. And as you start to see the benefits, then people really kind of go whole hog and just really get into it. Right. And just so you understand um, what Kay is talking about, inside her, her book, it's, I'll open up to a random page if I can't, it's a workbook. It's actually, there's workbook in here that takes you through the various aspects of your life so that you can get it written down and have it in one place documented. And, um, you know, the best way to accomplish big things I have found is to set little goals for yourself because over time, as you look back, you accomplish a lot by make accomplishing those little goals a step at a time. So telling yourself, I'm going to make sure I fill out two pages of this every week you know, and be able to check it off as one of your goals. Well, in a very short period of time, you'd be surprised, you'll get through getting all of this stuff written down and having it in one spot so that you can grab and go if you need to, um, yeah. so that your family members can be taught. Here's where, you know, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa keeps the book with all of our pertinent information in it, you know, grab that. You can even have a a fire safe at home, you know, if you're worried about that. They're inexpensive. You can get them at Home Depot, you know, mm -hmm. with a, a lock and key. And if you're worried about um, some sort of catastrophic damage, that can take care of it. You can put it in your safe deposit box once it's filled out. There's all kinds of things you can do. Um, and it, if you set little goals at a time and check them off as you do them before you know it, you'll be done with something like this. Mm -hmm. it, but when it's empty, like mine is right now, I haven't filled anything <laughs> out yet. It's a little scary. And, and I'll admit, just like anyone else, I looked at it and went, oh, my God, I've got to look all this stuff up. But you're right. You, it needs to all be in one place. My husband and I have been talking about it, actually. And he had a health crisis um, at the end of last year. And he started putting all the things that you talk about divvying up the workload, right? <laughs> all the stuff he does. He's trying to pull it all together in one place for me so that I don't have to panic you know, when we go through the next stage of his yeah. health crisis, he's on a transplant list. So our, oh, our wow. thing is not over yet. You know, eventually he's going to get a new heart. Knock wood. I don't have wood anywhere. Knock wood. He'll get <laughs> a new heart. And, um, but these are things that you need to know and that my children need to know. So this, this hit me at exactly the right time. This is going to be very helpful. Good. So for those people who are, who are listening to us and realizing that they have not even begun to document their very long lives, you know, in a place, uh, in one place, what would you tell them to do right now to get started today? What's, what's the first step they can take? They should buy well, the book. First of well, all, yeah. that's the first step <laughs> because then they have a place to keep everything. But after they've bought the book. Um, so I think it's, it's having a discussion with, um, the person you would rely on as plan B. So what is your emergency plan? So let's say, um, thinking about, I get in a car accident, I have a head injury, and you know I'm unconscious for a day or two. Who would be the person who could step in and be your medical advocate? So I think it's just contemplating that and having a discussion with that person mm -hmm. to say, you know, would you be able to step in? Do you know my medical history? Would you know how to pay bills if I'm going through a six-month rehab and need to get back on right. my feet? And I think that's important because 
a lot of us are single. So not you might not have a spouse that or a partner that can do that. So thinking about who in your network could be the one that would step in to help you. So I think have that conversation. So start there and and have it as a dialogue. And that will actually help really fuel you to get that book done because you'll start realizing, gosh, no one would be able to answer that question mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And you don't you don't want something that could have could have had a simple solution, like <laughs> knowing um, someone you trust could come in and pay bills for you mm -hmm. very easily. Um, but you're laid up in a hospital and your bills aren't getting paid and suddenly you're in financial trouble or, you know, the bank is wanting to take over your home or things that could have easily been avoided if you just had a conversation with someone ahead of time to mm -hmm. keep those kinds of pieces of life going when you're unable to handle them yourself. Right. I mean, in thinking, we know the billing cycles are shorter. We don't have all of our bills coming in the mail. So people can't use those old time systems. Right to really even step in to help yeah, you. Yeah, I used to write the date that it was due and I had a 31 day thing and I would put them, you know, a few days ahead of time and it was easy to grab and write the check. Who, nobody writes checks anymore. No, yeah, that is gone. Yep, we don't have the paper, anything. So, um, all right, so let's make sure people know how to get a hold of you. I, I assume they can get the book in bookstores? Yep, they can get in bookstores. It's up on Amazon. A lot of the online retailers have it as well. Um, they can go to memorybank.com and get it. And there is a, for paperless people, we have a, up on my face, you said? Yes. We have a flash drive edition. So oh, okay. if they don't want to keep paper and print it out, um, and that's what I was pointing to. This is my binder. I use a binder system because the information changes all the time. So that's up right. on memorybank.com yeah, so or Amazon. you can pull a page out and put a page in, right? Yep. Yep, it's changing all the time. And just so that the people uh, recall, you know, I always include these links on, on the show page for the episode. So a link to the website, memorybank.com, and that's bank with a C and not a K, memorybank.com. That'll be on the website. And if um, people want you to come speak to their organization or they want to run a seminar for their organization or they want personal help from you, how can they get in touch with you? What's the best way? The best way, if, they, if they're phone people, call me, 703-436-2827, um, or they can send me an email, k at memorybank.com, and I love to do classes on what to save and what to shred. Oh. So that's a very popular topic. Oh, that would be really good. I mean, we would hold on to our bank records for <laughs> seven years, you know, all those canceled checks and stuff, and of course, there are no checks anymore, so the paper's much thinner now. But yeah, it's always confusing what to hold on to and what not. And um, K at memorybank.com, that's, that's not the letter K, that's the word K-A-Y, the name <laughs> K-A-Y. Yes. We, you know, we have to say things like that. Uh, so before I let you go, and it's been fascinating talking to you about this, I always ask people if there is an inspirational story or a quote or something they'd like to leave us with before we go. Um, yeah, and I, I actually had to think about that because I, one is like if you plan to fail, you fail to, you know, you plan to if you fail to plan, you plan, plan to, to fail. fail right. So that's a big one. And I think that's that's really about our lives is we all want to keep control and we want to live the life we want. And we've seen it not really happen for people around us. And I think that really goes into getting organized and doing things like thinking about those important durable powers of attorney and medical powers of attorney are really important so that we maintain control for the rest of our lives. This is about how we live. This isn't a death conversation. Right. Um, and we are, as boomers are control freaks and we want to be able to manage it all. So we got to get it together. We, we really do. We like to uh, have our <laughs> fingers in every single aspect of the pie, you know, and, and eventually you got to learn to delegate a little bit so that 
your life uh, mm-hmm. is easier and people can help you because you don't you don't want to end up with a problem if something right. catastrophic happens. And and believe me, for those of you who who have heard the story about my husband, things happen, you know, and you're and you're not com- you're never completely prepared. Even if you think you're getting prepared for something that you know is coming up, you're never completely prepared. So it's a great idea to make sure that you have all your information in a place and that you talk to your friends or loved ones, neighbors, family, who can help you keep track of all this. I'm going to hold up the book one last time. Thank you. Memory Bank. Your workbook. I always start to say workbook. Your workbook for organizing life. My mouth is clearly not awake enough this morning. So, Kay Bransford. Thank you very much for taking time to speak with us today on Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And those of you, you know, we release a new podcast episode every Tuesday afternoon around 1 p.m. Eastern time with great guests like Kay to help you build thriving businesses and live a vibrant life. So until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Great. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.